Welcome to the Phileo Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we're here with another Corner Booth at Rexus. We're going to be talking about The Eternals today because uh, it finally came out on Disney+. Plus. I talked to Byers about it after I watched it uh, in the theater on opening weekend. And I told them, you can wait uh, if you don't want to take your, your family to go see this. Uh, there's, there's no problem with waiting. And so he did. And uh, glad after, I did. Oh, glad. Oh. <laughs> supposed to be spoiler free for this part. Sorry, folks. Right. No, Try. you can, we can, we can talk about how we feel about it. That's not a spoiler. So, uh, so we're going to talk as, as buyer said, we're going to be spoiler free for the first part here. Uh, usually less about, what 20 to 30 minutes we're pretty chalk on that but we are it's amazing I think, but I, I think this might set a record for our fastest uh marvel podcast for a movie even though the movie itself is two and a half hours long yeah it's is it the longest marvel movie is this up there it's no, still longer right? i was gonna say Endgame uh or infinity war uh endgame okay. goes first right yeah yeah endgame goes first yeah it's the longest. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. It's certainly the longest like introduction to a character. Like if you start comparing it to Iron Man, Thor, the first cap, right? Way longer. And I mean, to to be honest, they they do. I mean, they're adding a, a ton of characters, so there's a decent amount of like, yeah. I mean, you do want to spend your time with it and not and not feel that you're doing a disservice to, um, but to your to your main characters you can't get everybody in here i mean literally there's one two three ten four them, five six right? seven eight nine ten of them yeah ten eternals ten eternals and so it's it's just a matter of who do you give all the screen time to you know and who do you give the the major plot points and characterization to so it's it which is going to be funny as we get into some spoiler <laughs> as we get into some spoiler talk yeah uh, I, I have some thoughts uh on that uh so acting let's let's knock so, those out um we've got salma hayek as ajak uh angelina jolie as thena not athena drop the a um, that was pretty funny. Uh, Richard Madden uh, is Icarus. Gemma Chan as Cersei. Camille Nanjiani uh, as Kingo. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Leah McHugh as Sprite. Uh, Lauren Redloff as Makari. Barry Keegan as Druig. And Ma Dong Seok uh, as Gilgamesh. I mean, we've got some really big stars in here, right? I mean, a, a, a good combo of up and comers. And some like Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie are the big, are the big names in this, right? Salma Hayek really in it, like you can you can, and 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 I mean to a certain she degree, came really just flat like they paid me, so I'm here to say some lines. Right, was like the feeling I got from her. It was like she was, she transitioned the table read to like <laughs> <laughs> on camera. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean, it, it's not that bad, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah, no, I have was, to agree with you. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, I'm like, is she just this bad? Does she just not care? Is this what they told her to do? She was, she was kind of a rough beat for me. Yeah. I, which, and, which is surprising because I think Angelina Jolie really enjoyed making this movie and they just did her a disservice because like her character is, it's just weird. Like I, I, I don't so know. Weird. But it was. Yeah. It didn't come off as. I mean, because Angelina Jolie's weird, y'all. We're not saying that's not true. But 
it didn't feel like this is just her being weird. It felt like this was intentional. Like this is what they wanted this character to be. And yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Other than Selma Hayek, for me, there was nothing hugely notable in either direction. Like everybody was, it seemed solid. Other than her, nobody was like, are you supposed to be here? I mean, she was, she was so, and maybe part of that was just, she was so rough that I didn't even notice anybody else, but. I felt like Sprite had moments where, and and I couldn't tell if it was the, the performance of the character that I just didn't like as much. Uh, so, but everybody else was pretty, pretty on point. Um, I had seen almost everybody else in something. Richard Madden, of course, is from uh, Game of Thrones and a couple of other like Amazon action like series that I watched like an episode of and go, no, thanks. Uh, and then Gemma Chan is from Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, Camille Nanjiani is from a bunch of different things. Lori and I love him from Frank- Franklin and Bash, which is a uh, TNT. Yes, yes. Zach Morris. <laughs> Zach and, Morris. Uh, yeah. That's the only and, reason I remember that show. Right. And so, and it also has the dude from Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, oh, man. I can't. Why, why, I'm, is it like I'm the totally, main guy? Yeah. Can't Hardly Wait isn't? I don't know. Uh, no, he was the, he was the, um, he was the lead singer of Love Burger. <laughs> remember Love Burger? <laughs> Didn't anybody order a Love Burger? Well done. <laughs> You can't, you can't tell that I'm just dying to do that one anyway. Um, so, uh, he's, and, and he's also in, uh, uh, Silicon Valley on HBO, which is a, uh, very funny, but very, very inappropriate show. Um, so, and then Brian Tyree Henry, uh, he's been in a couple of different things, but I, I really liked him in this movie. I thought that Fastos was probably the more, uh, he had the least amount of screen time, but the 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 right amount of characterization. Like, I, yeah, I, I liked him as a character mm-hmm. more than anybody. Um, several of the others, like you said, like there's some super. Was that the character? Was that the acting? Something was not mm-hmm. set well with me on a few of them. Yeah. Um, but fastest, fastest. Did I get that right? I yep. want to say yep. Festus every time. Right. And I'm every like, no, time. it wasn't quite Festus. It's Fastus. I do know yeah. a few more names in this one than I did in Dune. But there's there going to be somewhere I'm like, the dude that did this. <laughs> um, like, for instance, the the Indian actor guy that shoots stuff. Kingo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Kingo? Yeah, that's Kingo. Yeah. Kingo. Like, almost like Kinko's. Like, he's making copies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Making copies. All right. <laughs> All right. Leah McHugh. I, this is the first thing I've ever seen her in. The same with Lauren Redloff. Um, uh, she plays Makari, uh, basically the flash, yeah. uh, the deaf flash, uh, Barry Keegan, uh, he's made the rounds in a bunch of movies lately. I always mistake him and, uh, the dude from ready player one, yes. uh, for each other, uh, Ty Sheridan. He also had Ezra Miller's haircut from the justice. League yes, he movie, did. Which did not help me at all either. <laughs> no, I, uh. I, I felt like they they could have they could have helped him out a little bit more. Uh, I'm glad he wasn't the fast guy. If he had been like the Flash type character, right. and looked like him, that would have been brutal. That would have been bad really enough bad. That yeah. uh, Gilgamesh looked too much like Wong from Doctor Strange. Like they're built oh, so the funny. Yeah, like, the my boys. wife is like. Oh, so Wong's in this. And I'm like, that's not Wong. That's- First thing that the boys said whenever we watched it, they were like, oh, Wong! 
Wong, yeah. And I was like, nope, nope not Wong. Not Wong. Nope, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Gilgamesh, uh, poor guy, like definitely uh, had a, a couple of people uh, fooled at the very beginning. But uh, I felt like they had a, a decent cast and it probably would have worked a little bit better had they had a better story uh, to go along with. So, um I don't know. That's that's all I'll say. It's is a good it's a good diverse cast. I'll I'll say that, but it it almost seemed like it was diversity for the sake of diversity, but it was still like there was there was a lot of the, for the sake of stuff in this movie though, right. that we could get into that we won't. <laughs> but but I mean I and but I can understand it based on the story that they were trying to tell. Yeah. So so that makes sense. It's like, Hey, this is the start of civilization. And these are all the people that kind of are there to help it and help shape it and things like that. But I don't know. I don't, that's not how, that's not how that works. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. uh, Yeah. That's um, just, there's a lot of questions uh, that we have that we should probably just keep moving forward and wait until we get to the spoiler filled portion so that we can just talk about them without dancing around them. All right. Uh, Directed by Chloe Zhao, who just won an Academy Award last year for Best Director in Nomadland. Uh, Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the person that directed this also won an award for directing. So that's the thing. It's like, but again, was it directing or story? These things are so hard to separate. It really, it's so let me, let me get in. We'll, we'll get into that because, (laughs) because um, she was part of the writing team. Oh, (laughs) So she she has to blame her. Yeah. You do get to blame her on, on that. The uh, oh, it also won best motion picture at the glo- oh, the not Golden this, Globes, folks, not Eternals, yeah, not Eternals. Not Eternals. The other no- thing she did, yeah, Nomad Land. I tried to watch it, and you know me, I I can I can. When Troy Wallace says tried to watch, that yeah. should scare normal human beings instantly. It's it's a rough beat, and I think part of it is because the um, if I can kind of go off on a tiny little tangent here, because it does kind of relate to the type of movie that Chloe Zhao is is going for, which is funny that Marvel kind of gave her the keys here. It's like a bleak outlook on life. It's like this, like Francis McDormand plays this lady who's basically just going job to job, but her husband died, and she's just literally just living on the road going across the United States and like, and meets up with all these people that want to do the same thing. It was just really hard to get into, but it was still beautiful. It was beautifully shot. And a lot of the things were very cool to look at, but at the same time, she, exactly. It's, that's where I feel like she falls into that trap of, um, and she talked about this is that she she was inspired by Interstellar and the films of Terrence Malick. And Terrence Malick is well known as like this, like really cool looking uh, director. But a lot of his movies just absolutely do not make any sense. I've watched The Tree of Life. I was super excited about it. It was a Brad Pitt, Sean Penn movie about seemingly about fatherhood. And it just veers off into like crazy town. And so I was, I, I watched the whole, I watched that whole thing, but um, I was not too impressed by it at the end of it. So she's inspired by these people that kind of 
it's a certain type of film and it doesn't mirror what Marvel is going for. It's more highbrow. Yeah. And even then sometimes like when, when you try to do highbrow and try to put that together with like a popcorn, like pop culture movie, like it, it just doesn't work. And that's where I think the unevenness comes from. It's like, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to try that, but the execution was just so far off. And I found it funny. Cause like I started watching interstellar last night. Um, and I was like, Hey, this looks all kind of familiar. And so I just kind of Google machined it and I was like, Oh yeah, she was totally inspired by interstellar. Like just kind of some of the, like the look of the domo and some of the other things that went along with that. And so the set design, the costumes, all the effects, uh, speaking of the domo, their ship, it's all looks cool. But then like the story and characterization is just so not up to task. What did you think? Yeah, exactly. Uh, everything looks really awesome and visually appealing stuff, but it's not enough. Like, I just don't care because I'm not I'm not invested. It gets really disjointed at times. Like there's I don't think it's spoiler to mention that it, it jumps around in time some yeah. early on kind of telling you the story. Right. And there's times where it right away, like mentions to you, like where this is or when this is. And there's other times where it just jumps and you're like, wait, did we go back in time? Where are we? Like, what's happening? And right. it takes you a minute, um, which when you're trying to catch up with the fact that you just got introduced to 10 new characters in like four seconds mm-hmm. um, is rough. Um, I'll get more into this later. I, I feel like there could have been a decent story here if we'd split this in two. And I'll talk about the spot where I think we could have ended a first Eternals movie and it might not have been bad and Mm. still Mm -hmm. come with this second. I mean, I still don't love the way the rest of the story goes. Like it wouldn't be my favorite, but I think it could make more sense um, than it does. But what about the action? Did you like the action set pieces? For the most part. um, I thought they were kind of, I, I thought that they were fun. But and cool to look at, but like when you like pull back like the curtain, you're just like it didn't seem to make any sense. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, it was, was kind of yeah. like we we came up with sort of an overall, oh, here's what we want to do, and like here's our big twist. Um, let's go make it look cool. Like that was right. the that was yeah. the prep meeting, and mm-hmm. like actually getting the details to make some of those things make sense and to have some sense of flow to it they're like oh i see how we got here and i understand how we got here as opposed to what's happening um yeah just so let's let's, yeah so let's dovetail into story like we usually do since we typically talk that direction into story um it's it's written by chloe zhao um patrick burley um whose other screen credit major screen credit is peter rabbit 2 uh have you watched that one uh, I've been in the room or in there the you go. Room Love that it. one. The kids have watched it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was a Saturday morning. I was in the room, but not quite paying attention enough to know eh, if that's your other screen credit. I understand why. And that's where some of this stuff, it's like we've talked about before where Marvel's taken some, uh, some uh, calculated risks on unknowns so that they're not trying to bring people in. Uh, they can they can push people around that have blank slates that need to start their careers. And in this play, or in this time, you know that some of these people aren't making all of the 
the the decisions behind the scenes you know you know fight fight he's got his input to it and some other people that are going on as well and then the last person is ryan furpo who has zero like big time credits other than this so um we talked about in black widow how it's not super easy to go back and retrofit a movie like back into the mcu timeline and try to have it make sense and stay within the canon and everything right uh, captain marvel uh and black widow are the two instances of that to varying success i'm not missing another one am i i think those are the, no, those two, are the go two back right two and yeah. yeah and this one and so it, you still can't i mean and this is what everybody was asking before the movie was even happening it's like where were you during like all of this stuff going on like yeah and i mean and, <laughs> they, they literally ask it in the movie and so you get an answer but it's not a good one right um it's and it's totally you can feel it like we're gonna put this in here so that people don't google this 40 million times and ask right. us this at every press thing and but i mean yeah you know widow fell into some things that made it rough and it was only mm-hmm. going back a few years in right. within the timeline even captain marvel only goes back to like the 90s um eternals decides to try and go back to the uh, dawn of creation so uh <laughs> let's just say problems grow exponentially over time so yes they do yep so and i feel like we've we mentioned this a couple of times before there's some good threads there and I like some of the characterization that's going on, but then like the, the next moment, it just kind of completely goes in a different direction or the execution just kind of has this big, like, Oh, that's it. Or, Oh, yeah. wow. We, why were we headed that way? That that's just kind of, I mean, it, it's not a completely incoherent story. It's just, you're, you're just a little bit disappointed, I guess. I don't know. So. Yeah, and it just doesn't have the same investment in some of the characters and some of those things. It mm-hmm. it suffers from some of the same things that we talked about uh, with Justice League, I think, where mm-hmm. you threw all these characters in and you want me to care about all these things and understand all these things, and you, I just didn't have time. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think some of your points about the, the kind of highbrow, trying to combine this like highbrow, Oscar-worthy kind of thought process and feel to a movie that doesn't fit in a Marvel movie. Like those things don't go together. And I think you're right. That's probably the biggest cause for some of the just dissonance, but it's also just feels rushed in some mm-hmm. ways that I'm supposed to understand things that I don't understand yet. Um, because, Oh, we just referenced that uh, like 30 minutes ago. So uh, yeah. don't you know that happened over all of this time, you know? And I mean, there's just these little things that like where the editing kind of goes out, like, characters like seemingly living with each other for big chunks of time and then they pick up and they go and they live with somebody else and like that person gets super upset that why did you leave me and uh all this other stuff i mean that that you can just the the thought process like pulls into that a lot of drama that just seems to be unresolved you know um or brought up for the for the sake of resolving it and then they just like oh yeah we had to cut that out because we're already at two and a half hours you know yeah so it's just yeah yeah there were times where they wanted to jump into the drama and i'm like i don't understand the basis for this at all like why would this be dramatic oh oh, okay and like they try and like explain it back to you and like go back and tell you a little bit but yeah not sufficiently yeah uh let's move on to uh themes 
I've I've got a I've got a couple here. What do you have? Um, I just hear Saw Gerrera in my head saying lies and deception. Lies, so. deception. <laughs> um, but lies, deception, betrayal are big things. Yep, I got betrayal. Good stuff. Uh, compassion um, hmm. came up for me a few times. Uh, family, um, especially the ones that we choose and that we make, uh, and then the idea of choice versus destiny hmm. mm-hmm. was kind of big. So. We could get in some, some like predestination, deep theological conversations here if you'd like while we watch Eternals. But right. I will. Uh, I enjoy those conversations about the same that I enjoyed Eternals. So, <laughs> uh, so I've got regret is another one. Similarly Ooh. on those on those lines, um, uh, Gnosticism. Can I yeah. just throw out Gnosticism? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, without like really getting into that until we get into spoiler filled thoughts, but uh, I'll throw that out there. Uh, just a, a ten dollar word because it's just, yeah, it's it's it. it's interesting. <laughs> it's accurate without Absolutely. really getting into yep. into anything else. So, all right, might That's be too on be the, the headline when we post this on Facebook. Going to say, well, we got one word for you: gnosticism. Gnosticism. Show up later. Here's some more. <laughs> We're going to get a whole new audience. Uh, so execution, I mean, we've already talked about that a little bit. Yeah, it's and, hard to say. Like, is this really the story you were trying to tell me? Because um, I guess you told this story. It's just, it's like when someone tells a bad joke, if they get to the punchline, I guess they executed <laughs> it well, but it just wasn't funny. So that's that's the same thing for me. And um, the thing that I have is similar to what you said, for the most part, they set about a plot that's incredibly wild and they fail to con- coherently explain why uh, why it's their plot other than maybe it follows some comics. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I well, mean, not only does it not feel coherent, it like speaks against itself at times. Mm. Like it just does not make sense. Like you did this if, if, if point if a was your goal, then why did you do B? Because B goes against a, like they do things literally that go against their own supposed goals. Right. And drives. And it just doesn't, doesn't work. Kind of taking the, uh, I, I, I really don't like it, but I'm willing to, I don't hate it. It's pretty enough to look at and but I don't see myself going back. So let's, so maybe it'll make more sense in the future, but it doesn't now kind of like what you mentioned about doom part one, but you were a little, probably you were probably a little bit more, way more uh, up on Dune. I have more hope for Dune. Yeah. Dune just felt like there's more of this story that I don't have. Eternals Mm -hmm. felt like this just, this is all there is. I don't know. I I didn't have that same feeling from Eternals. I don't expect any more clarity on anything from this movie ever yeah maybe i'll be wrong i'll be happy to be wrong (laughs) no and that's that's what i'm thinking but i mean still even if you salvage it like you it'd have to be retconning to salvage most of my stuff though very true like dune is still like there's a continuation of a story like what the heck is going on with this kid and what exactly why does zendaya not have any lines but we keep dreaming about her you know i mean there's plenty of weird questions about dune that i think could and will be answered at some point yeah i'm 100 pages into dune and uh i really yes oh man 
Oh, yeah. see, see, you already yeah. got, you already got some answers to some of those yeah. things. So yeah, it's one of those, like, we don't need you to read the book. We're just going to give you the thousand foot view in the movie to like help you with that. But I think some of those little bits and pieces would have, would have helped anyway. Uh, how many stars out of 10 Phileo podcast score? We've got half, we've got quarter. You can go nuts and be, be crazy. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> I got a 6.5 and I thought that that was pretty rough. So three, I like it. Three. I like it. Three, three by the end of this movie. Cause okay. This isn't a spoiler. Cause it's a normal Marvel thing where at the end of the credits, they throw up a line like so-and-so will return. And my wife and I are both like, did they have to really do, do they need to? Can we just no? Usually I at least wait till a second or third viewing before I'm openly verbally mocking things in a movie too much. But no, yeah. this started by like 30 minutes in. We were already into, yeah, we watched this the way we watched like Twilight all the time. Like we're going to yeah. make fun of some stuff and poke at things. And it was the first go around. So, so that, that's, uh, I, it's important to, to state that um, uh, this was my second go around and I did not like it. Uh, all right, I lowered my score even more the second time through because I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I just need to watch it another time because like you and I talked about like lots of people, lots of things going on. Maybe it'll make more sense. Like I felt like I, I liked Dune. I, I, I keep comparing it to Dune. Uh, it's just kind of a recent example. They're, they're really nothing that much alike other than maybe the color palette descriptions. Uh, we talked about color palette in Dune and it was just very like subdued, like they didn't have to do that in here, but there was a lot of like grays and, and although some uh, of that was to like contrast some things. That's true. So that like when they put their suits on, yeah, and some stuff they pop, yeah, yeah. But um, so I feel like uh, when I watched Dune, I had a better appreciation for it, and I probably upped my score. Um, but in this one, it works in the opposite way. I I didn't like it even more. Ooh. And so See, I'm, I'm excited for Dune to come back to HBO or somewhere where I can watch it again. Cause I feel like I could get more. I uh, tried watching this again already um, yeah. because I couldn't sleep last night and it put me right out like 20 <laughs> minutes in. I I'd been, I had, I had like, we're recording this and I'm, I'm on COVID quarantine, right? Like I tested positive for COVID this week. I've been sitting around my room for, this is day four of me sitting in the same room. I haven't left this room in like 96 hours or something ridiculous and so i couldn't sleep last night and like tossed and turned and watched this thing and that thing and read and was finally like okay i'm gonna try this 20 minutes of eternals out like a baby slept till morning that's that's what our tagline should be like need, <laughs> need sleep covid need sleep. insomnia watch your journals so uh all right uh I thought I was pretty. I thought I was in your rankings. Yeah, I thought I was pretty down on it. Um, and you, you just you you gave me an, a preview for where you put it in your rankings as well. I've still got it in the Soul Stone, uh, the 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 lowest tier possible. Um, I just um, have it as a regular rock and not an Infinity Stone. Is what I wanted to say. <laughs> it's 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 too mean to uh, your your. So that's I've mean got, to the Soul Stone, right? Like right. I read a review. We were reading reviews at, right after we finished it because we're like, okay, is this just us? Did other people love, like, I don't think other people love this because I would have heard about people loving this. Right. And you knew that I told you that it, it wasn't really important cool. to go. Yeah. yeah. I knew that yeah. much. 
But yeah. like, so we go look and literally one of the first quotes that I loved that we read someone's review was like, uh, I can't remember, they named him by name, but like the director of Thor, the dark world, uh, yeah. would just like to thank the makers of Eternals <laughs> so that he no longer has the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I've, so my soul stone is Iron Man three, uh, dark world and incredible Hulk. And you're right. If we were to make another, uh, like another it's insulting tier. to those movies it me, is to put yeah. eternals next to those even thor dark world like i have watched thor dark world multiple times and stayed awake yeah. um but like i can draw some nice things like loki's really funny like we could we could have a conversation about the good parts of thor dark world i really like to so so i'll give i'll give i'll give this and it's 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 some of my i had it in my spoiler filled thoughts but it's not uh, spoiler filled actually at all it's really funny like i'll there give it parts that. that are funny there, there, there are par- there are parts laughed. that are yeah we'll talk about some of those parts where i laughed because i needed okay. them yes because, so it's not like an absolute like you give it a three like like that's a stay away i'm never gonna watch this movie again like my six and a half is like ah uh, i if if the kids like it enough and they're going to watch it, like I'll pop in for like my favorite parts uh, enough to like watch it again, but it'll be sure a long an time. On this for me favorite part, maybe like there's one certain part I will watch over and over. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Okay, but... cool. But the soul stone is like, at least for now, you don't need to watch this in a Marvel or the, the soul stone is like, okay, you're just kind of begrudgingly watching it for right now. Like I, I don't see like being a completionist and doing like a, when when you need have the marble run through like if you were if to it, start with this like this you could point, just completely skip it yeah, yeah. absolutely I, it might it might integrate in some way that it becomes essential at some point right that, I mean, that's why i kind of joke that it's not even an infinity stone it's just a regular rock like you don't even have to have this one so we've talked about on the podcast where uh with each new introduction to a new team or new character or anything like that that the farther that they get away from earth and being grounded in humanity and all those other things that they have this opportunity to lose the audience. Right. I always thought, I I thought that Thor was going to be maybe a little bit of a rainbow bridge too far. Um, And um, like some other things were just going to be too weird. Guardians of the galaxy was a huge one. Yeah. And and strange as well. Like, but they hit like every single one of those things they tried their best to keep it grounded in humanity because it was all about like, Oh, humans and earth and all those other things, but they just completely lost the mark um, by being a little bit too far out there in this one, I think. And so it's a big misstep from that. And just from the story perspective. And as I, as we've mentioned, like trying to be a little too, um, Maybe they just took Martin Scorsese's criticisms a little too close to the vest, and they're like, "Oh, well, we can be a prestige film. Like here oh, yeah, it is. Like, that. yeah." So I don't know. That's that's my last like non-spoiler thoughts on it. So I don't know. There's, there's parts where it almost feels like they're trying too hard to outthink the audience instead of just letting us enjoy. Like they're trying to make us go, "Whoa, I didn't see that," or "Oh, I can't believe that." Like, right? It was just trying too hard in some spots. I think. And I'm all for um, a Marvel movie to become cerebral and have like a little bit more to it than, than that, but they just didn't execute it in the, the right way, you know? So, okay. All right. This is our time that we, that we get to, uh, to talk about it. And it might be the, the fastest spoiler filled thoughts 
Or it might be the longest because there's lots of things I could rant about. So let's so now that we know that it's it's one of the worst movies that you could possibly like it's rough, man. On IMDB, if I look at my rankings, I take my rankings pretty seriously, which is kind of sometimes when I'm whenever I'm sitting there trying to uh go to bed i'll just sit there and rank movies and be like oh i can't believe i didn't rank that one or this one or that one or whatever the only movies that i have that are even close to a three not to not to belittle your i'm just saying like uh, what do you have at three spider-man uh spider-man three is the lowest ranked rate uh rated movie that i have we're gonna, we're gonna what do you have this. spider-man three ranked one out of ten because you can't give zero stars in IMDb. You have for me, to give Eternals was, was pretty much as bad as Spider Man. Spider Man three, okay. Uh, Jingle all the way is a four. <laughs> so it's you 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 rank Jingle all the way higher than. Yeah, that might be true. I might be okay with that. No, lower, That's... lower. Like so, you you made it a three. I had six point five. I should probably get it closer to Jingle all the way. Um, I actively hated Jingle all the way, though. Like you I really, me in the midst of your active <laughs> hating, it was awesome. Oh my goodness! Um, why can I not do well? That was I texted you my active hating of this. I mean, because you yes. asked me if I had watched it, and we were literally in the middle of it, and I don't even remember what you're I like. Said. I have lots of thoughts. Yes, and, <laughs> and I was like, good. "Ooh, we're gonna do something on it because he hates it." Like. Yeah, uh, your rating all recently rated your rating and and just before we actually get into spoilers like there was stuff that came out about this movie that like people were very concerned about lots of you yeah. very conservative it's none of that stuff right yeah. that stuff was super minor like right. really fast hardly even know the, the bigger one well i don't know depends on who you are which one was the bigger thing for you like right. There were two. There are two scenes. There are like, two scenes. Yeah, you know. Then like, I'm not thrilled that these are in the movie. Like, one of them was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but those weren't it. Like, those were little blips in the radar along this movie. I, those have nothing to do with my score of three. Um, yeah. So these are some of my my least favorite movies of all time that are like. Spider-Man number three takes the spot, the top spot at one fantastic Four, the miles teller version. Ooh, yeah. That one's rough. That one was a three for some reason. I don't like two. Maybe I should get some, some twos in there. Uh, no, sorry. The, um, that's the one that they redid. Uh, the miles teller one is the one. Yeah. Michael, Michael B. Jordan is, uh, is Johnny, Johnny storm. Yeah. I was just super confused why Sue and Johnny storm were, um, he's he's not white and she is it was a little confusing right. that yeah they're supposed to be siblings and yet they don't Adopted look like siblings one of one of them is uh, i can't even remember why uh charlie's angels full throttle <laughs> bad teacher alien resurrection alien resurrection might be one of the worst movies i've ever seen i think i might need to kick that to uh, spider-man 3 um lucy with scarlett johansson I think I watched it, but I know what it was. It was almost like a female limitless uh, Super Mario Brothers. The old one? Yes. Like the old school. Yeah. It's bad. It's so Uh, bad. John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. A Wrinkle in Time. That one's a pretty new one. Um, It was just completely incoherent. It's very similar to this one. Have you read Wrinkle in Time? I have not. 
there's some maybe that's why some of it was fitting that it was kind of crazy yeah uh electra electra Electric. I don't think I ever actually watched all of Electric because you said it was so bad. And when it's Troy so Wallace bad. tells you that a comic book movie is so bad, you can skip it. <laughs> just leave it alone. And Wild Wild West. I'm not going to sit here and continue Ooh, to go through that. Yes. I um, loved the show, Wild Wild yeah. West. Like my dad used to watch the old one. So I was like, okay, we're going to make that. You're going to throw Will Smith. No, that was an atrocity. Yeah. So I don't think it's it's on the level of those. I would not put it as low as wild wild west but spider-man 3 in some ways yeah it's pretty close to that yeah maybe it's been so long and i've tried to block out spider-man 3 that i can't remember a whole lot but so we mentioned this on our top five of uh uh, 2021 if you uh we get kind of gave a preview of what we're going to be working on this year and uh we're going to be doing spider-man the toby Maguire one and amazing spider-man and we're also going to do a ranking of all of our spider-man I need to go. I'm going to go back and brave watching Spider-Man three again, just to make sure that it is bad as we remember my, my least favorite movie of all time. So I think part of that has to do with expectation versus reality as well. True. Yeah. So, all right. Now that we've given you plenty of time to avoid spoilers, if you wanted to, by going off on a completely ridiculous tangent, uh, what, all right. What did you like about it? What did I like about it? Um, Other than what we've already talked about. What's the tech guy? Uh, Fastest. Fastest. I was going to go Faustus. I was going to create a whole new name. Um, (laughs) I really love, surprisingly, like I said, that there were a couple of things that, you know, people had been concerned about. I actually really love like his kid and like his whole motivation. Mm -hmm. His character is really enjoyable. Right. Um, Like that scene where he's just so in a, He's sitting there after the atomic bomb, like devastated and stuff. Mm, like, mm-hmm. there's some parts of his character that, like, I'm like, I could really use some more of him, like, and some more yes. of this. And yet, we focused on stuff that didn't make any sense instead. Um, so, I actually really liked him and I, I kind of his everything he had going on with his family. I love Gilgamesh. I need more Gilgamesh in my right. life. Yep. The scene that I loved that I will watch anytime someone is watching this is I will stop. To listen to him go, I chewed every piece of corn and fermented it with my spit. <laughs> right? That was right. fantastic. That was like Thor Ragnarok level funny. Like yeah. it was, it was great. I do wish he looked less like Wong. Um, that's okay. I, I, I loved Gilgamesh though. He was really fun most time. And and I, I wish we could get a little more of Gilgamesh and Athena. And like mm-hmm. that seemed out of nowhere at first when he's like. I'll have to look after her. And you're like, oh, is yeah. this a thing? And then I could never tell if that was supposed to be a thing before, or if that was the beginning of something. Yeah, like it was just right. Which is why, like, all of these disjointed, like this character went with this character and this character. Speaking of, like, we get that at the end too, like where they even like Druig is like Mackin on um Makari. Yeah. And everyone looks at each other and goes, Oh, is this a thing? And if it is, I don't like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, seriously so i think there could have been a good introduction to the eternals if we had actually like the first it happens probably what 20 minutes in where they get to the point where droog is walking away because he can't keep watching humans fight each other mm-hmm. and so he goes off and then ajak tells another scene that i like yeah I, I liked that scene if that be- had been the yeah. final scene of the first movie i could have been on board 
Like if you've hmm. taken everything that happened before, like show them showing coming to the planet and developing and like spend time. Like they showed like yes. these two or three battles with the mm-hmm. um what are they called? Uh the um um, deviants deviants there we I go keep mixing I like, up the word deviants and the word variants from loki there you and i go. was like wait yep. which one mm-hmm. is it this one's yep. deviants like they make it out in the beginning and like previews and stuff like that's the big battle like right. it's really all about deviants versus the eternals and it wasn't like that yeah. was crap and you could have given me an entire movie that just let me think that and right. then give me a second movie that let me know that was actually crap right and i would have appreciated it more than rushing through the first part like oh you built this up like this is the big matchup like eternals versus deviants and then you kind of just skimmed past it like it was no mm-hmm. big deal and threw a very confusing convoluted plot at me with the rest of the way right and you can then kind of develop that um that deviant character that becomes more sentient in the uh, crow i think it's yeah. like and we were like what? When did they even mention this guy's name as Crow? You know, like he just, if you watch with the subtitles on, it just pops up there, you know? And if you go to IMDb at the end, it's there too. So, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this before. I like that they have diversity of the characters and the inclusion of a deaf character. I think that representation does matter. I mean, just the, the sense of like little kids that, that have, disabilities like seeing themselves represented as a superhero on screen is super cool yeah but then also to like see them kick the deaf like super speed character to the curb at the end like kind of also sends a really bad message too it's like she's just chilling in the in the domo underneath the ground for she just kind of got sick of humanity and was just like i've just been chilling here here waiting to go home are we ready to go home now you know so Um, I thought that they, that was, that was done a little bit better um, in Hawkeye with the character of Maya. Um, they, they tied in that um, her um, uh, being deaf into that storyline and how it's not a limiting factor to her um, in, into that storyline a lot better uh, than, than they did in this one. Yeah. I mean, but again, we had no time to develop any of these characters because we were so quick. And I think that's the other thing you could have done. Like, not only could you have actually made Eternals versus Deviants, like a thing, but you could have developed these characters because like Droog is interesting to me Mm -hmm. on the one, like that moment when he's like, I can't take it anymore, but then he just disappears again. Like, so you don't get any more. And so that happens with several of these characters where they're there like hi nice to meet you okay we'll see you later for the end and that's it i know that we were trying to stay on 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 point with what we liked about it but it just continues to it, to to make well, us think about I, all the I things that go too much more there's just yeah. not a whole uh just not a whole lot to to talk about positively I love, that we haven't already i love kingo and his valet um, <laughs> the valet is funny the, yeah the, there you go i forgot like, about the valet yeah like that that little interplay and like like the, he's a bollywood actor and like he continues like he's a he's a legacy or whatever like that that was kind of fun and cool and much needed because everything was just kind of a little too heavy i think so so that was that was a, a good um couple of moments of levity throughout the process but um 
I don't know. I felt like him at the end where he was just like, oh, I respect, I respect Icarus too much that I don't want to fight. So I'm just out of this fight. What's like that? it just seemed like a complete cop out. Like, even though like I can, I can, I can kind of understand, like, it's not the, the, the black and white, the good versus evil. Like there's some subtlety and some nuance in there, but it was also like in the ultimate, in the end, it was just a cop out, you know? It just, it just felt cowardly by the end. Yes. Like you just yep. don't want to, you just don't want to stand up for anything. And so there was yeah. nothing heroic about it. It was just depressing. Right. It just reminds you of like, um, your don't be hot or cold. Like if you're, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Kind of. We're like, spitting you out, Kingo. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, you that and your really... grandfather and your great grandfather <laughs> and all those actors, they're really just you We're spitting you out. Well, and they come in and he comes back into it at the end and they're just like, yep, all's forgiven. You didn't fight us, but you weren't for us. So we're cool. Yeah. You got some money to send Sprite to college. <laughs> so weird. We haven't even talked about um, the fact that like their main focus is they find out that they're essentially uh, robots come to earth to help keep the peace enough uh, or or help them uh, advance so it's supposed enough. supposed to raise human beings as beings. lambs for the slaughter. Right. Like that's exactly. basically their whole point. Yeah, it's like the Matrix. Um, but as soon as like they get enough people to be like the Energizer batteries, like a Celestial is born through the uh, through the the planet, and then when the planet is uh, is about to be killed and everybody kind of figures it out. Um, Icarus is the first one to figure it out. He talks to Ajax, Ajax confirms it. Icarus doesn't uh, want to uh, go be with his wife, Cersei, who um, has, uh, they've been married for forever. Like they seemingly pop out of the, into the domo and they're like, hey, you're cute. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Grandma's chicken salad. <laughs> but, uh, it's just a very that that twist that you talked about that they're all that they're not like coming into this as you're not really here to protect her right yeah you're they're here, here to grow to, it so we can destroy it yeah. what yeah yeah and and uh gosh i forgot about the who the um the celestial is that is growing the celestials uh aramash all right aramash something yeah. like that yeah and so we'd call like, them other things but we try to be a, a pg rated podcast so <laughs> do we, do, do we, we should have other have... names okay right. here's here's what makes zero sense with that whole like our mm-hmm. whole big plot twist our whole story like because icarus is the one he's known for a while right? right like him and ajak have talked about it so he knows this is what we're really here for and he goes to talk to her and she doesn't want to do it like she wants to try to stop it and so he takes her to the deviants to kill her and then goes and tells everybody else about it i mean he doesn't tell them that he did right Mm -hmm. but he lets everyone else discover and he brings everyone else in why doesn't he just kill ajak and go on with life right then nothing happens then then things proceed like he wants them to like he makes it a big deal. Like I have to, I have to make sure the Celestial's born, and yet he's the one that puts things in motion for everyone to join together and fight to stop the Celestial from being born. 
Yeah. He, it's like, he is bad at like, like if he just left her there, like no one would absolutely know that she's in the Alaskan wilderness. Like they would just go to her house in South Dakota and be like, Hey, Jack, you here? Nope. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where she went, you know? Right. And, and there's no seemingly like tracking devices or anything. They just kind of happen upon each other in all these places. And it's just kind of like these, this weird, like, um, circumstances and, and serendipitous, like, I don't know. Like, it's just yeah. weird. I've, I also found it super annoying. Did they ever show us like a moment, explain when exactly he leaves Cersei? Like we talk about it, like it's this thing that happened, but did we ever get like an actual explanation on what that moment was? Um, they, they talk about it, but they don't talk about when it happened. So they, they basically said, all right, I, I could never go back to her after I, I found out the truth because I knew I would have to tell her. Like he tells okay. Ajax that, but, right, but, they don't, that line. But, but they don't say when that happened. It's just kind of like, that's why he never went back. You know, they okay, didn't say like, there was oh. that line. I didn't even think we got that. So I'm like, why does he yeah. have Cersei? I, I, well, like- and, and they said that like it had happened like several hundred years ago, you know? So, I mean, they're speaking in generalities. And of course to them, like time is a, a fleeting moment, a vapor in the wind, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I, I get it to a certain point that they wouldn't talk through it. Oh yeah. Back in like 1822 is when I figured it out, you know, those types of things, but I've got a I mean, lot in what I didn't care for going yeah. ahead. Did you have well, a, the Icarus a is the big thing? Like number one, his plan makes no sense. Like, right he he is the own worst enemy of his own plan like he's the one that brings everybody together and goes and gathers everyone and helps them fight like he leads them to ajax dead body like right you're the idiot that brought them here mm-hmm. so that would spark all this did he think he was going to be the chosen one so that he would be the one that then had the connection with the celestial maybe but he I seems think- to know that he wasn't going to be the one she picked i think that's what that's what it is he found out that he wasn't the chosen one so he thinks oh, okay maybe like that's why he brings Cersei and Sprite. So he goes and talks to them first because he just kind of assumes like, Oh, if it's not me, then it makes sense that it's Cersei. Maybe that's what it is. Um, so then once he finds out that like, that it is Cersei, like, Oh, I saw Aramesh. I'm, is it Aramesh? I think it's Aramesh. That sounds anyway, right. The, the, the celestial um, that, that she talked to him. Uh, and then he's just kind of trying to figure out like how he can get in touch with Aramesh, like by hanging out with Cersei the rest of the time, you know, and maybe he thinks, oh, I'm just powerful enough that like I'll overtake them at the end if I need to, which is why ultimately in the end, when they all kind of figure out like that he's, uh, but even then he tells on himself, right? Yeah, he basically tells on himself. Like he just can't handle the 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 guilt that goes along with it. Yeah. And it's Erishim. Erishim. Dang it. I looked it up. Dang it. Okay. Uh so it's it's that whole committing things to memory that you actually want to commit to memory. And I don't want to commit much <laughs> to memory. Um can you explain at all what the heck Fastos's power actually is? I think that he's just like an inventor. And so he's, that's his, like, like him tinkering with stuff and inventing things. Like whenever he the kind whole of pulls, engine scene. Yeah. Yeah. That one was actually the, kind of funny. Yeah. That was, that was a fun scene. Again, yeah. Faustus, Faustus and Gilgamesh. I like Yep. 
yep. just fine. Everybody else is either dumb or not necessary. <laughs> I'll throw Kingo in there. I, I I don't know. I just like him. So I don't know. Much. Kingo, yeah. the cowardly lion that runs away, just didn't set well for me. Yeah. Eventually, he he does not end well. But on the way there, and kind of the the narrating of the documentary and some of that stuff is just kind of it's nice and lighthearted whenever we're we're getting a little he is too. a little breath fresh air yeah. um if you're a power rangers fan maybe you'll like this more than me because there's lots of power ranger vibes at some different parts like Joni, my wife so she's like is it morphin time like she really cracked <laughs> that joke in the middle of the movie at one point like they're all like standing in to get their little right costume yeah, on. The, she's the, like the colors and everything is yeah. it morphin time and yeah. you just lost it um <laughs> it's just it's just rough the second time through, I noticed that everybody, like speaking of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, everybody was dressed in their their color. Did you notice that? Well, that's like, funny. Any, See, they are the yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah, Cersei so. was always in green. Uh, Faustus was always in blue. Uh, Droog was always in black. Uh, Makari was always in red. Sprite was always oh, in that like uh, like seafoam green kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I just said seafoam green. I hate myself and I'm going to go punch myself now. So, all right. Hey, uh, okay. You might've said seafoam green, but at least you weren't in the movie Eternals. So see, there's there worse things that could happen to you. <laughs> so, so let's, let's rip the bandaid off. Let's talk about some of our, our least favorite scenes. Um, the first one that, that I was aware of that every, like all of the, um, the conservative talk shows and radio shows and everyone's like, Oh, Disney's out for your children. They're going to introduce the gay character and they're going to have like, um, it's going to be really awkward. Like they have a kiss. It's a little bit long, but it's for, it's over in like two seconds. Right. It was, it was an appropriate moment for a couple who cares for each other to kiss like he's leaving to go fight this epic battle that he's not sure he'll return from and he's saying goodbye to his family right it's not a shoehorned like hey we're just going to do this for the sake of disney being like pro-gay those types of things the thing that i had a huge i had a really big problem with was the seemingly out of nowhere like awkward sex scene on the beach that lasts completely like, unnecessary yeah completely unnecessary like um and it seems like it's an eternity like in the theater when i couldn't fast forward it i was just like okay are we done are we done and i mean the there was a a, a slight rock and a slight like uh face of euphoria that was just like okay completely unnecessary and then it's gone you know like right as soon as like that's like happening it moves on to the next thing but i was just like man like i'm not that much of a yeah i'm not that much of a prude that i don't understand that like these things happen we need to teach our kids about these things and but like seeing those things knowing that a marvel movie and star wars and disney have all kind of prevented that type of thing from happening like that you can go into a movie without having to even look at it or read about it before you even go in yeah. was kind of that would, that, uh, that, ha- that mystique is gone for me, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So, and, and it had nothing added, nothing like there's right. no point to it whatsoever other than it, it really felt like a, we want to be the first movie Marvel movie to say we had a real sex scene. Like, right. Um, thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the extent. That's the only thing it did. Yeah. Like we had already firmly established that these two people are a couple that right. there's something going they're on married here. yep that all this oh no they're they got good. married after that right they got married after yeah, that I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i think so yeah so i'm not i didn't watch for a few minutes there i was just staring at my ipad <laughs> playing star wars galaxy of heroes so i didn't have to watch those things yeah that one was way worse yeah so so those are the things like that that uh i mean in and disney and um is starting to kind of be a little bit more cutting edge. Like Cruella had some, a little bit more uh, teenage angsty type stuff to it that like, I was just like, Oh, interesting. Like they're like Disney's embracing their darker side. They never even got close to something like this in that movie, you know? So I don't know. Super weird. Why does like they were annoying? That's not why I gave this movie a three though. Like, right. If it had been a good movie with these two stupid like yeah. one really stupid moment in it. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And and I would have probably said like, hey, you need to go watch this movie in the theater. It's awesome. However, when they start making out on the beach, like you're like, it's it's going to be awkward. And if you haven't watched it, it somehow you're yeah. listening to this part and you're like, oh, I was going to watch this with my kid or something. Like you'll see it coming for like five minutes. Okay, right. there's no there's no suddenness to it. It's not like all of a sudden right. you're like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, no, right. No, it takes its time, which means yeah. you could have just moved on and cut five minutes out of this ridiculously long movie. Yeah. In favor. Why does the knife dissolve or dissolving after Cersei touches it mean that her wound is magically healed? Like, and we're talking <laughs> like at the very end, Sprite, Sprite comes in, stabs her right in the gut, gut shot. Every other movie, that's game over. Ajax is dead. We don't have a healer. We're in the middle of nowhere. So they can't actually like get any medicine or do any type of like anything. She touches it, it dissolves. And then we just go about our like uh, Druid fine. comes. Dr- yeah. Druid comes and pops Sprite in the head so that like she can see all the, the volcanoes again. Right. They were, she was making like a bunch of volcanoes. So yeah. she didn't know which one to go to. And it would have been like, I know my cardinal directions. I'm literally walking towards this one. And I turned around to talk to you. So I'm just going to go to that one again anyway. So, so Druig pops back. He's, he's, he's okay. Which is funny because Icarus just destroyed him. Like destroyed him. He's dead. And then he just comes back. Zero explanation. Nothing wrong with him. And we know the other ones can die. Gilgamesh was the, like the, the, the biggest, baddest of them all. Yeah. And like he, I mean, or they're talking about like him and Icarus are kind of like jockeying He's for like that position. Like yeah. that's his thing. Right. And he he dies. So why wouldn't like the mind control guy can just survive this epic blast from Icarus? Yeah. Yeah. No sense. Right. So anyway, so th- those are the things that kind of at the end really started just to kind of bother me and they start piling up. And then why does Cersei have all of a sudden have the power to make Sprite a real human with the power of the hive mind. She just kind of goes, because I still have some hive mind power left over. I can make you human. Like I just, just because I say it, like me, I can mean it. Like we're a dun- She's like a dungeons and dragons, like a uh, dungeon master. And she's just like, I can make you human. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm so the power confused. of her Zord from, uh, yeah. she's a power ranger. So 
And I know that we're we're sitting here and we love these shows and we love these movies and a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense, but at least they try to make it make sense. Yeah, at least right? within its own universe, things make sense, right? I've in established real, these life, rules. Does yep. the force mm-hmm. make sense while I'm sitting in my living room? No, it's stupid. Right. Okay, I understand that. But within the Star Wars universe, the force makes perfect sense. Right. Nothing in this movie makes sense in the movie. I mean, the whole hive mind thing is funny because they spend, how long do they spend with this whole, we can find a way to connect to each other garbage, and then they don't actually need it. Five minutes after they use it, they don't need it because. Oh, no, she had to use it because then she was, she used it um, to turn, um, to do basically on a large scale, the, the same thing that she did to the deviant in the water to the celestial. But she but they you, start but using you're, the celestial power because then they connect to Sprite and to Icarus still. Right. Like it was that whole, oh yeah, we connected through him or something. And it's like, oh, so we spent like 30 minutes of this movie coming up with this design and doing this thing that we didn't actually need, by the way. Um, which is okay because right. the guy we're fighting against, he's the one that brought us here to fight against his own plan anyway. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just falls apart quickly. If we're, if we're starting to get into why none of this makes sense, why does Icarus get two powers where everyone else like seemingly has one? So they have to work together. And then they're like, oh, he's the best because he's got two. You know, He does. He does like really stand out from them mm-hmm. power-wise. Right. And it doesn't seem... Because it's like he can just go on his own and the rest of them need each other. And yeah. that just doesn't make sense if they're supposed to be on the same level. What did you think of the, um, did you get what the Dane Whitman stuff at the end was? Or did you uh, have to look it up at the end? Oh, I had to look up everything. Worst, yeah. uh, worst credit scenes ever. Uh, maybe <laughs> like just, you're like, what? Okay. Um, yeah. Both of them. Cause like there's the, the one where. Oh, uh, Harry Styles is Harry Styles uh, Star Fox. Yeah. And number one, you're Thanos's brother and then this like opens up this whole weird how does that work you're not you don't look like grimace how are you Thanos's brother um and Pat Naswalt being there was also confusing you've already been in Marvel you're on shield you're already somebody you can't oh, shield's not canon shield's not canon how is shield not canon they they wiped it so like um uh it's just like they did uh your expanded universe wrong whenever they they brought them in like they they wiped it yeah so um, and then they're picking out something and say it's not canon when they're the ones that found the uh helicarrier that uh fury shows up on in uh, age of ultron like so they so they want it to be canon when they want to i think oh okay all right <laughs> yeah if you watched agents of shield and got mm-hmm you know where the rest of us got we're like this is way too convoluted and stupid and no, makes no more sense then it's appropriate that the same actor would be in both of those things in Patton oswald because this doesn't make sense either so gotcha yeah. that part was no i was like who are these guys like you just introduced me to 10 characters <laughs> that i didn't find a way to care about through two and a half hours so now you're going to throw more characters at me that i don't know i think that's unfair to them but you are we like whenever I first like whenever I first saw him uh, and Xavier leans over and he goes, who's that? And I go, I think it's Pip the Troll. And he goes, who's Pip the Troll? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you'll see. But I couldn't I, I didn't quite. And then I was, he was I like, who's, who's the other guy? And he goes by Eros, but it's also Star Fox as well. So and 
Yeah. Some of it would have been okay if you only did one of those. Right. But then they basically did two because yeah. then you have the whole Black Knight thing, right? Black Knight. Right. right. Black Knight. Yeah. Dane Whitman. And, and I, I like, they they do it but it, like i don't watch with sub of course you don't have subtitles in the movie theater so i didn't catch his name the first time but whenever he gets the ebony blade at the end i was like i think that's black knight and then like we're walking out to the to the car whenever we went and saw it in the theater and i was like okay it's black knight um but uh, i mean some of that I, i'm not well versed like mm-hmm. i can't deep dive on super comic book stuff but like but even Star then, Fox it's like, and black knight both seem like deeper dives very and that's, and so that's what i was gonna two say of them was mm-hmm. just too much like yeah do one of those tease me one thing yep like but when once they did a second one you're like okay i don't know who that guy is either so like i already yeah. just watched this movie that i did not enjoy because it didn't make any sense and now you're throwing things at me that make even less sense yeah then I'm going to have to go look up my phone. And at the end of it, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm not interested. Like I'm not excited for anything to do with either of these characters now because they're connected to this. And that's what I was going to say. Unfairly, they are connected to, uh, and that's where it's like the, oh. the Marvel formula of like always making sure that you're introducing the next character um, is, can, can turn out to be problematic sometimes, you know? So, yeah. Did you read that blade is the, uh, is the character that um, that talks to to uh, Black Knight at the end? Um, I did, yeah, yeah. So I'm a. See, I'm why, a did, why not just show Blade? Because right. at least, at least culturally speaking, like in a broader right. sense, yes. I know who Blade is. Like Wesley exactly, is that Blade. would have been like, cool. We had three of those yeah. movies, like right. I understand that. Even not being a deep dive comic book guy, right. Blade is relevant enough. Yeah. That, I'd have got that. I teased the Gnosticism uh, in the themes, but I felt like it was super heavy handed. And we've had a couple of animated movies do this before, right? I can't, I can't remember which ones they were though. It was the, was it the snowman one or the abominable snowman one that was kind of anti-God, anti-family kind of thing. it seems like a lot of these are, are starting to become more like, Hey, your family is not who your, your blood related to like who you like, you, you can choose your friends and choose your fan. Those are people are your family. And, and I mean, I can get that. Like I can get behind a little bit of that because sometimes people's families suck, you know, and they have to figure out another, another family. Well, even, as, even as believers, like we choose to right. be part of this family. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. and hopefully our our biological family, family. we're yep. we're both blessed that that's the case but we know yep. plenty of we have plenty of friends that's not, the, so case. not the case yep exactly um, and so so it's not that for me but the like the extreme symbolism of like hey we were put on this planet by our god uh yeah like this Arishem. lesser this lesser yeah. divine thing that's not like the god right being in charge of all these things yeah but the symbolism there was like hey god is wrong in this instance and we're going to plot or we're going to, we're going to kill his, like, whatever. Basically we're this, killing him. him of, he's yeah. Like, Cause he, it's that, that cyclical version of it. Right. Or anti-God, anti, and, and we even talked about this at the beginning, anti-religion. I don't even care about anti-religion. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're so like in love with the structure, most days right, exactly. Ways, so. Yeah. And, and Jesus was too, you know? So, um, so it's not that it's the, it's kind of the anti-God message and we know better than God and humanity is better. Like his creation is now 
better than him and knows better than him and what he needs to do, whether or not like that symbolism, like works the other way where God is going to kill his people to bring forth a celestial (laughs) kind of thing. Like it doesn't work that way, but there's enough there that it kind of, it just, it seemed a little bit too, um, I didn't really like some of what that was going for. Uh, even if, if, even if it wasn't a one for one or like a true, like atheist, like perspective on thing, does that make sense? Like, well, like we were talking right before the pod, um, because I'm, I'm watching his dark materials is huge on that. That's, that's the whole big controversy with that is that when you really get to the end of those stories, um, at least the book, the, the show's still ongoing and the show is kind of enjoyable. Um, it's interesting, but like the whole idea is that like, God's not really God. He's an angel on a power trip. Like he's just the angel that became in charge. So he's making all these rules. So we have to get rid of him. And like, it's similar here. Like here's this God that's in charge of us and we don't like the rules. So we need to stop him and fight against him. And that's a problematic to say the least in some ways. Um, Mm -hmm. but also like by definition, this is no longer a God. If I can fight against him, right. So in some ways, like people get worked up on some of those things and like, uh, right. So, I mean, good luck. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, so those are the things it's just when we're, it's something that I'm mindful of whenever we're bringing our kids into it and kind of being like, Hey, don't you like this? Isn't this cool? Like, instead of like kind of seeing, seeing it for what it is and talking about it and, and not putting the blinders over your kid's eyes, you know, that's, that's what all I would say is like, I didn't like it, but it gives you an opportunity to be like, Hey, this is what the world thinks of, of Christianity and for, for what God does for us. And there will be people that say, absolutely i don't believe that he's god and it's that's fine um and that's that's their decision to to make our uh that that they believe in god or not but and we shouldn't treat them any different but it was just kind of one of those like all right i need to be i need to be more mindful of that and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way you know there's a there's a definite conversation to have there but we gotta be aware of those for sure Yep. Instead nice. of just kind you of put brought Gnosticism. I, I want to raise my score a little bit now just because you got to say the word <laughs> Gnosticism, but then I remember how much I didn't like this movie, so it's staying at three. Yeah. But yeah. So. It's got an asterisk. It's got a or some kind of Gnostic symbol next to it to, to show <laughs> that we got to talk about this. Yeah. That's fun. So. All right. Well, uh, I'll be interested to see uh, the if we get any feedback on this or just a bunch of, uh, yep, it was kind of weird. And I'll be moving on from it very quickly from the MCU and it is that I don't want to like cast aside that. I mean, it is a, the, the MCU is probably the biggest miss uh, oh, so far. Right. Absolutely. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. So, so you can stop hearing us gush about um, how they just continue to do everything right. And there's they no didn't do everything right. Yeah. This made yeah. me long for Loki. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not Falcon and winter soldier, but Loki. Not long for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but <laughs> that definitely ranks above this. Yeah. So. So. All right. So let us know what you think on our Facebook page, The Phileo Podcast, or Instagram, Phileo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, or our email at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Great job, Iris. Good brownies. Brownies. <laughs> <laughs>